This is the Mickey Miles and More podcast. Your one stop for information on Disney races, Disney vacations, Disney theme parks, and more. Now, here are your hosts for the Mickey Miles and More podcast Michelle Scribner McLean, Chris Eliopoulos, and Mike Scopa. Welcome home, Milers, and welcome back to another episode of Mickey Miles and More, a podcast where three friends talk about the Disney parks, the Disney races, and whatever else comes up. I am Chris Eliopoulos, and with me, as always, is Dr. Michelle Scribner-McLean. Hiya, Michelle. Hiya, Christopher. Spring is in the air. I'm hoping. As we're recording this, it's still bitterly cold, but I'm hoping. And by the time this comes out, we'll be dealing with warmer weather. Um, Hopefully. Speaking of warm... It's the warm and lovely Dean of Disney, Mike Scopa. Welcome, everybody. Yes, uh, we are just looking at April right around the corner. All right. So so, uh, last week, if you remember, and if you were listening, we talked in a general sense of uh, the magical or tragical uh, thoughts in a general way about going to for a Disney World trip. Uh, Today, we're going to go a little bit more more micro. We're going to go park by park and other things. I think first, we're going to start off with the uh, the um, Disney Springs area in general. Um, I know you guys love that place anyway, but Michelle, what was your favorite part of going down to Disney Springs this time? Oh, it's definitely the new Cirque du Soleil um, drawn, drawn to life. <laughs> Took me a second. Mm-hmm. Drawn to life. It's not cheap, but it is very, very, I mean, if you like Cirque du Soleil, it was my, my third show. So I've seen La Nuba, obviously. Um, the Beatles love and drawn to life. And it was my second favorite. The Beatles love is hands down my, my top favorite that I've seen, but, uh, it was just really did a, they did a great job connecting to Walt Disney world and animation. And, um, I could see it again, Chris, I texted you. I, I mm-hmm. had asked if you had seen it because there was one part at the beginning that I just thought it doesn't give anything away but i just thought you would have loved this it was the first of probably six times i cried um they bring they start the show with little things going on about 20 minutes before and they bring uh, four or five kids up on the stage and they give them um markers and crayons and things like that and they get to draw Hmm. and right when the show is starting they put all of their one at a time they put their drawings up on the big screen and all 2,000 people cheer for them. And it was Aww. like, oh, it was so, so nice. I was already, it already got me. I'm like, that's it. But you should have seen the look on their faces. So anyway, it's it's a small venue. You can sit anywhere. We sat pretty close, but uh, highly, highly recommended. Michael? Yeah, it was, um, and I know a lot of people have seen Lanuba, and uh, we were asked if we thought this was better than Lanuba, and it was like 10 to 20 times better. Uh, like Michelle, I found that I was my heartstrings were being pulled 
uh, there were several moments where um, they really, really knew how to connect with the audience, connect with animation, connect with a little girl who is trying to uh, deal with her father's passing and, and get her life together. And um, it was just, just amazing. And one of the things that's just crazy about this show is that I can't begin to tell and explain everything we saw because it's like, well, I, I can't give it justice. Uh, the visuals, the athleticism, the storytelling, the technology, the visions, the music. I mean, it's just, they really did a good job. And just when you think it's time for intermission, something else happens. And it's just, uh, you know, probably well, well no worth inter it. Intermission. <laughs> there is no, I think they do three shows a night, I, I think. But, you know, this was a very, this was definitely the highlight of the trip for me. And uh, as much as, you know, it, the, the tickets can be expensive. I think they were well worth it. Mm, it was like, mm -hmm. a, I think it was like $156 a ticket. Right. Which I guess, you know, if you're going to a show in Boston or New York. Yeah. That's not a lot. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much standard. Any, any, any other experiences at uh, Disney Springs? Uh, wine Bar George. Yep. I just love Wine Bar George. The cheese plate. We, yep. we got to see George. Oh, um, nice. Going middle of the day, um, yep. like two two o'clock or so. Just fabulous service, fabulous wine, um, just all sorts of yummy, yummy things. It's so funny. It's like we did the same thing. Like we took after each other without even realizing it. We did the same yeah. thing with Wine Bar George when we were down there. Middle we're, of the day. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about like what's on our must do list and that, that yeah. on, on the rotation. And that yeah. is definitely a must do for us every time. Um, and do you want to say anything about wine bar, George? Uh, you know, uh, Mike doesn't drink wine, no, but he does but, know George. Yeah. <laughs> I talk to him every time we go in, he said, everything's, everything's going well. We, they seem to be weathering the, the COVID, uh, issue for the last two years. And, uh, I said, well, you know, you're on, a, I almost said to him, we're in our, you're on a rotation, but I think he seems to recognize us. I don't know. Yeah, or he's just a nice guy. I don't know. Nice but, um, it, you know, and I love kids and I teach kids. It's a nice respite from kids, too, <laughs> yeah, you know, because yeah. there aren't a lot of kids in there because it's a, a wine bar. I but, the sorry kids yeah, yeah. I, I think another highlight for me and something we've done many times, uh, we went with um, two of our friends down there. It was their first time, even though they're cast members. They've been there for 30 years. Raglan Road. Um, mm. So... Um, had my green on, had my shamrock sneakers on and found out something new. And this is only because they went with, with us. I request, had a reservation. I requested that we um, get seated in the main room where you can see the dancers. Cause you could, you could like be in a room and not could hear the music, but never see the dancers. We had to wait an extra 40 minutes for our wow. reservation, but we were right next to the stage so um that is going to be my go-to every time now i'm gonna i'm gonna wait because it is well worth it they were really excellent and yeah our friends their mouths were just open like this is unbelievable and awesome. I, I was talking to one of the dancers because they had a big facebook presence so if you follow raglan road on facebook they were putting out live music and they had dancing all during the pandemic. And I said to one of the dancers, didn't I see you on Facebook? She said, oh, yeah. And she said that um, Raglan Road 
uh, requires that they not have any other jobs and they pay for their room and board when they work there. Wow. Yeah. I know Mike was very impressed with the all the dancers, but one in particular caught his eye. So, <laughs> so uh, there are dancers on the stage, and then in the middle of the tables, there's a looks like a little stairway and a little platform where one of the, uh, the, the uh, male uh, dancer would do his his thing, and the guy was very very talented, energetic, and flexible. He would he could do a kick. <laughs> Uh, he could do a kick. His leg, you can imagine this, folks. Somebody takes their leg and they keep it straight and they kick it up so that the instep of the foot touches the forehead. Think about Oof. how flexible no, you have No, it's more to like be. his shin. He was, he was like kicking himself his with his shin. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But, Every but time if, he jumped, his foot his, his, was higher than his head. Yeah. Oh, it was, it yeah. was unbelievable. But I remember that. And I also remember the dancer mentioning that so we asked her, how, when did you start learning to dance like this? And she said, I started late in life. I was seven years old. And I'm thinking, wow. Whoa. And she said something about a, one of the dancers started to uh, train in the womb because her mother was an Irish, was yeah, an Irish, Irish step dancer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, very much a, a, another highlight to the trip. Yeah, drinks were great. And I just have to give a shout out for probably my favorite meal for the entire trip, which was a vegetarian shepherd's pie. Mm. Uh, wow. Our our friend got a, a carnivore carnivore shepherd's pie. I got the vegetarian version. Ate every morsel of it. It was just to die for. I'm glad that's not around awesome. here because I'm eating it every week. Yeah. But oh, yeah. so good. I will say on our trip, uh, the the highlight of the trip, which is strange these days, is Disney Springs. Uh, the best time we had. So, in your mind, was it a magical time or a tragical time? The Disney most Springs. magical time. <laughs> it's always yeah. magical yeah. at Disney Springs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Um, yeah. Before we get into the parks, though, I did want to mention, um, can you tell me which hotels you stayed at? Do you remember? Hotels? <laughs> just hotels. One. You just Beach went club. to one? Okay. Because sometimes club, you, yeah. you guys go around. Oh, you know, yeah. That's sometimes. like if we're staying for two months. No, it was just a week. It was Beach Club, uh, DVC. How did you feel? Was it? You know, I I know the the prices are a little well. DVCs no. are a little different from the regular, but yeah, I didn't. I don't know how. I, didn't you look up how much it would be if we didn't have DVC and it was like eight hundred a night or something like yeah, that? Crazy, we, right? It was. It would be a deal breaker, but it was fine. You know, it's it's been refurbed. It was fine. We were on the first floor, just a few steps away from the little lobby there. I don't know, Chris, mm-hmm. if you know the the DVC mm-hmm. area. The only drawback was that it was right across from a smoking area and we do like to sit outside. So we had been given a bottle of champagne by some friends who were outside enjoying it and And to come back in. But sit down. Yeah. The only weird time I've never I've had DVC there since 2003. You may have heard about the the great rains that came. Yeah, we we were very lucky. Where were we leaving? I think it was when we we. We got we they closed down Splash Mountain. We ended up leaving early and then the rain started and it was so bad getting into the DVC uh, Beach Club Villas that the rain, the puddle was up to past your ankle. We saw cast members walking around without any shoes. And I wish I had known that we we shoes were just soaked. It was more rain at one time than I'd ever seen. And weren't there pictures of people in the studios like yeah, swimming <laughs> the great the great epcot flood i mean i think that the water was about four inches high yeah wow. 
That's just crazy stuff. Drains weren't working. It's fine. I I just love it there because it's so close to everything and. Yeah, I, I guess it, you know it is. I I was wondering because you know when you go to the regular hotel, we you know you weren't getting your room clean that often, and you weren't. Oh, good point. And, yeah, that was for you. It doesn't okay. matter. It doesn't matter. No, it does. It does matter because uh, we had to call and ask for towels. We had to call and ask for. They only gave us one bottle of shampoo, one bottle of conditioner. We had to call for that. Um, no cleaning. So, you know, you're just doing your regular thing. And I would have cleaned, I would have vacuumed my house more often, you know, than, than yeah. this was vacuumed. So um, the the sink was gross. Yeah. They didn't even come, come in for their regular one-time yeah. cleaning that they're supposed to do. So, yeah. So, I mean, so on average, magical, tragical, the hotel. Say magical. Yeah. Definitely magical. I love because it there. I do. The location. Yeah. Um, you know, real comfortable. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, we got to see our friend who works for Disney Weddings, kind of facilitating a wedding. So there was a couple out on the beach and kind of out in front of everybody. But <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. I mean, yeah. like I said, I, I I just felt like we were staying at a deluxe when we went, and we're not getting that money's worth when we were there. But that's you know. I, we didn't have to stay there if we didn't want to it just, but you know, you sort of expected stuff like that. So um, we'll but. say that the room was ready early that mm -hmm. I tried the, uh, which I've never done before. I don't really like having a magic band. So I try to use my watch, but I, I used the phone to open the door it worked beautifully. So okay. right. room was clean All right. I um, mean, to start with. I know I'm, I'm, I'm trying to debate if I should go right to the Magic Kingdom or discuss a couple more general things, which is sort of the dining and the, the online food ordering system and your thoughts on that. Because in the past, I never used to do the online ordering stuff, even when it first came out. Um, but I found myself on the, our past trip using it a lot more often. And I wanted to know what you guys thought about it. I don't it, think we, we used it, it this time around. Uh, did we use it once last summer, maybe? No. It's tough to comment when we... Oh, you know. I think we did do it... At Pizza Planet or whatever that place is called. That was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Never doing that again. Yeah, but, I will say, because we used that online ordering system and it saved so much time and effort. Right. right you know, you right. would, Cosmic Rays, you would just order it and then let them know when you're nearby and they start making it and boom, we walk in, you grab it and you walk away or you go sit down. And it, for us, it was great. We, we find that we usually do just a one meal a day type of thing. We kind of, you know, get mm -hmm. a reservation and, and do a, nice one meal and then maybe just have some snacks and little snacks yeah. so um i'd rather sit down take a load off and enjoy nice food and yeah uh, i don't really do we don't do fast food too much down there yeah it was it's more you know with the as we're going the boys are just like oh i need something oh yeah and okay. we don't it doesn't necessarily mean we're eating a full meal you know we can just order some fries or some chicken nuggets and then you keep going but um like why don't we uh, oh you can't do that anymore. oh that was the other thing i guess you know, we, we love the Yacht and Beach Club, and one of my favorites was the Cruise Cup. And we were kind of disappointed the last few times we've gone there because they have a menu from uh, the Yachtsman Steakhouse, and it doesn't feel like it's the way it used to be. My wife lamented that it's not like a place you can go and just have something quick, have a glass of wine or a beer or something like that, and just unwind after a long day. Now it's like it's a full-on dining restaurant. Hey. The menu we had, they did have a few 
they had truffle fries. I remember that was it. it. That was the only thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's a, it's just the Yachtsman menu, maybe a, a small version. When we got there, you couldn't even order anything because the anything that you could cook was down. By the time we left it, the menu was open again. But um, everybody around us was ordering steaks, so uh, not a lot for vegetarians. And all, and I agree with Audra. There was not. Uh, aside from truffle fries you could order a glass of wine or something like that but there's not we had eaten i think at like two o'clock and just wanted something to munch on and there just wasn't anything there yeah so yeah it's yeah. kind of sad yeah that was like the old little local pub you would go to just for a quick snack and a, and a drink and maybe watch a game if it was going on or whatever you were doing but so yeah i, I find that one tragical i am I'm, I'm devastated by that one that one and, and just hearing recently that uh, the uh, uh, the boardwalk is losing the boardwalk bakery, ESPN. Uh, they're adding a couple of new things, but those were sort of our standard go buys. Like you know, um, we were coming home late from Epcot. The boys would always go to boardwalk boardwalk bakery and grab something to munch on, and we won't have that anymore. I know they're gonna have other things in place, but you know, you sort of miss the old time stuff. So and so we miss cruise cup, but. All right, let's move over to uh, the Magic Kingdom, like I said. Um, Mike, did you find any parts of the park busier than others? I mean, they're all busy, but... Yeah, it's interesting you, you asked that, Chris, because Michelle and I talked about this, and we, at least I I, I observed that the, uh, the Fantasyland area of the Magic Kingdom seemed to fill up much quicker than the other lands, and I think the reason for that is because... Let's face it, there are more, more attractions in Fantasyland than in the other area of the park. And the other thing is that Fantasyland is right around the corner from Haunted Mansion. So that area of the park just seems to fill up much faster, is my opinion. Yeah, but I was on the Seven Doors Mine Train, and I and when I couldn't get on, I was running over to Haunted Mansion, and it was they hadn't opened Liberty Square yet. It was blocked off. You couldn't get in there. Right, so. but... but you just supported what I said. You know, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is in Fantasyland. No, I know, but then you can't go to. They don't oh, open all of, oh, all the, the oh, different areas. Of- yeah, you're right. I remember that morning. You're right, Michelle. So, and maybe that's why it fills up first because they open up that uh, area because because it does have so many attractions that they figure the first swell of the crowd can get over there. So when they do open Adventureland, Frontierland, Tomorrowland. Well, Tomorrowland, I guess, was open too, I think. Yeah, this, it's just, it was one of those days, Chris, where we weren't sure when the park opened. And no matter what what we were told, it was always like another half an hour and right. earlier and stuff. So the, I, I really think that um, Fantasyland is probably the go-to once the rope drops. And speaking of Fantasyland, uh, is it true that uh, PhilharMagic has changed a bit? Oh, yeah. It, they added uh, a scene from Coco. Really? So you remember that the whole premise behind Filler Magic is that Donald is chasing after Mickey's sorcerer's hat. And so they have um, implemented a, a new scene where Donald is running through Coco and the characters are there and and they sing um, Coco Loco, uh, which is my favorite song from that movie. Yeah, it's really, really well done. And, and a cast member friend was telling us they actually uh, rehabbed or re-digitalized the whole film. So the, the 3D effects seem to be a lot sharper. 
for the whole film. And, okay. and you know, Michelle, I, I, Chris, one of the things that strikes me is that the addition of the Coco scene, and it's, I don't know if it's a scene from the movie more so than it's just. No, it's a made up scene. It's, yeah, it's just the same characters. There is a startling contrast between that segment of the PhilharMagic film than everything else. There's just so much color. There's so much livelihood going on. It seems like everything else pales in comparison to that. Literally. Scene. Definitely a home run for that attraction. Oh, good. Well, that's nice to say. Good thing, because most people kind of skip by it. So it's nice to see they, uh, they change it. We talked about how much, uh, how long the lines were, including like the people mover, which is one of my favorites. It was a place to go relax. But you said it was a little bit longer. Never, Did you never got on it? Yeah, you didn't get a, <laughs> we didn't get a chance to go on it either. Um, did you guys go see Enchantment? Yeah, that was one of the nights when the rains were coming. So oh, okay. uh, it had started to rain really hard. And that was the, the time we planned to do that. Mm. And just um, I think I don't know if you find this when you stay at, at the beach and yacht club. I tend to want to be in Epcot at night because yeah. it's just so easy to be there and, you know, walk around Wander, and then yeah. go back, back to the, yeah. to the resort. So, um, Mike likes to take, I have to say, I, I sort of verbalized it for the first time. Mike likes to take a bus to the magic kingdom. I hate the buses. I hate being on the buses. I think just, you know, being mm. there with kids and strollers and things like that kind of made it It's a nightmare. Sometimes it, it is a nightmare. And I get it because you get dropped off right in the front, but, yeah. um, so I avoided going because of the buses too. <laughs> That's why I have to stay hey. at Bay Lake Tower. No, yeah, look, we do it once in a while, but I, I found even I, like sometimes I get so annoyed. I just get the I get a car service, just take us from the hotel over there. It's so much easier. And um, the confectionery store uh, doing well. I I, th- I th- I'm trying to remember if it was the last time I was there or over the summer it was closed and then reopened. Yeah, I think it might have been closed in January, Chris. I'm not sure, but they they expanded it. Uh, I forget the name of the chateau. I forget what it was called. Chapeau. 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 Whatever. So the hats, please. I would say that they doubled the size of it, and um, there are all kinds of things going on in there. And it's a really good test of your willpower to walk through that confectionery <laughs> store. And now they have like. Um maple popcorn and different flavors of popcorn oh you can make it yeah you, yeah custom, custom made candy popcorn whatever you want wow yeah all right i have to now i have to go back down there and do that um of all the attractions which did you guys think were the most popular i would assume seven, in crowds. seven dwarfs seven dwarfs yeah everybody wanted yeah. to do that one crazy crazy yeah. still crazy and then what about the mountains Are they still popular well splash was closed um um I never got on Space Mountain. Couldn't even get on. It was just so, so, such the a The lines didn't seem that long for Space Mountain for some reason. Oh, that they was were, strange. They were like me. at least sixty-minute waits every time yeah. we walked by. Yeah. Same um, here. Yep. Yeah. Big, right. big Thunder. All in all, uh, even though you couldn't get on many rides, magical, tragical, Magic Kingdom. Oh wow. It's tough, right? Because you have to factor in you couldn't get on anything. I, well, one thing we forgot to, to say is I thought the castle looked spectacular. The 50th anniversary decorations. Oh, yes. True. Um, so I, I would say for just that, it's magical walking down Main Street and saying that. That that was neat. To me, I have to say it's an incomplete. I really would have to see Enchantment. 
also we uh, while we were there the new festival of fantasy parade that's what it's called the afternoon parade began but we didn't go see that so i think i'd need to see enchantment the parade and a few other things before i would pass judgment but i'm kind of leaning towards magical okay all right, cool. Um, let's speak. Speaking of, we were talking about spending late nights in Epcot. Let's go over there. I think Flower and Garden is in bloom in the parks. Uh, did it seem nice? Did you enjoy it? I always love Flower and Garden. It, it to me, it was a gigantic meh. It just seemed to be, I don't know, not even half of what it used to be. Um, you know, the topiaries are great. It, it just seemed like the whole the whole park was decorated top to bottom before and um it just didn't seem as yeah you know and this is one of those areas chris where uh, anyone who has been to the flower and garden festival in the past be, you begin to compare and um they just seemed to there was like it, it, it's like they just took a step back uh the topiaries just didn't seem great uh there was no really feeling it was spring maybe it's because it was the first week so but it just didn't seem right the uh, when you walk into epcot usually you were greeted by a really nice topiary display i i also think that part of the problem michelle and i didn't i, I don't think i've mentioned this to you is that there are some con this construction right behind spaceship earth and usually there's a lot of topiary stuff going mm -hmm. on there and it's not there so you don't really feel the topiaries until you get towards world showcase and even then some of them are tucked away and they shouldn't be they should be pr more prominently displayed so it was kind of a not so memorable flowering garden festival okay. experience for us what about the uh, the new creation shop i felt like it was walking i was walking into macy's at the mall Right. Um, I, I found Mouse Gear to be charming. I know maybe the flow wasn't great, but this seems like um, Mike noticed that maybe another half of it was going to be added. I, I, that's the yeah. cafe, I think. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, um, it just seems very open and bright, but um, it just fe I feel like I'm at the mall. I feel like I'm yeah. at Target or something like that. It didn't feel, it, there wasn't a lot of theming. Um, I don't know. I I didn't buy anything there, okay. but I don't, less I don't usually buy stuff there. It seemed like there was less merchandise in that shop than Mouse had too, for some reason. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Let me tell you uh, what was a big hit, though, is the whatever it's called, the Shimmering Lights on Spaceship Earth. Beacons of Magic. Oh, my mm. gosh. That was, boy, was that amazing. Did you get to see that, Chris, in January? We did. We did. I uh, loved it. I thought it was one of the best oh. things. I, I was unexpected. We were walking up from and this is the next probably subject is we had to go around the walls to get around to the other side oh, right 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 and as we were coming around the corner from um um the seas we came around and, and boom it had started it just had started up so it was a, a really wonderful experience and and like i said it was a surprising thing to kind of not i didn't realize they were doing that and then so it was it was a really wonderful experience saw colors of the wind um we saw it we one night we just had some time on our hands and realized it was the last night we hadn't been on a monorail so we took a monorail over to magic kingdom did the the magic kingdom loop and then came back and got to see spaceship earth from the monorail that was really right. cool but um i just 
I was saying to Mike, I don't remember ever just sitting there and looking at Spaceship Earth and there were just dozens and dozens of people yeah. um, watching the whatever the choreography was. And I know they had done Rainbow Connection. Yep. Didn't see that, but what a, what a nice addition. I just yeah. think really. That, finally, we saw some plussing going on here that made the experience yeah. so much better, which is like, that's the welcome part of this. That's like the, that's the A plus part. And, and you know, Chris, this, this may sound crazy to some people, but the fact that, and I'm assuming that they're going, with all the expense and effort they did to put those shimmering lights in there, I'm assuming it's going to stay after the 50th is over, but that experience makes me almost want to do whatever I can to be down there at Christmas to see what they do with yeah. that. Because as much as it's nice to see it on YouTube, sitting underneath that huge geosphere and seeing all those lights and listening to the music, they have a new sound system down. Really, really makes me want to go down in Christmas time, maybe. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, when I was on the monorail, I was, I think, I don't know if I was going backwards, but I saw somebody's reaction to it. Um, their face just lit up and they said, oh my gosh, look at Space of Earth. And you yeah. could see it from far away because, you know, those LEDs and it was yeah. great. Now it's awesome. So I have to tell you about something that was probably, it was our first dining experience and it was tragical. Wanted to Ooh. want to try all the new restaurants, but... Oh my gosh, the creperie, that creperie, right yeah. near Ratatouille. Did you go? We were talking about it, and for some reason, I think the, the crowds are so cra crazy. Or we went, we went early before the park opened, so the creperie wasn't open. Oh. So we never circled back to go over there. Well, so we, we had reservations, it. and we got there. It was like one third full. Um, but it was. I had a uh, a savory crepe. Mike had a, a savory crepe. We split a dessert crepe. Mike had a lemonade and a salad, and I had nothing to drink except for water. Sixty-two dollars. Yeah. Um, and you know, I have no money. Again, throwing money at the problem. If it's delicious, give me a, a sixty-two dollar cheese plate, and I'm a happy, happy girl. But this was their buckwheat crepes, which um, are just odd, and it was just. I felt we felt really rushed. We sat down and they said, you know, what do you want to order? Oh, you have to order your dessert now. And it's like, ah, we, we didn't really know if we wanted dessert, but we sort of felt pressured to order it. It was fine. It was, you know, it yeah. was it felt it tasted like fast food. It, right. There wasn't anything special about the inside. It didn't make you feel like you were in Paris. It is a, a big, big tragical for me. Well, the, the thing is that and this is after the afterthought i mentioned it to michelle when we were leaving i said do you think it would have been more you've got a uh the most popular the hottest attraction in epcot right next door so you know there's going to be a lot of people coming by you would think that this place would be full yet one third of the tables were filled that's not a good thing for that restaurant that is a bad sign for the restaurant that's only been open for a month or so, maybe a few months. Yeah. So I don't have much faith that this thing is going to last. And one of the uh, thoughts I had was that maybe they, what they should have done is they should have taken that sort of restaurant area in the back of the French, the France pavilion and yeah. moved that next to Ratatouille and then maybe make that place some kind of a dessert place. I don't know, but 
The thing that got me excited about it is when I was visiting my friend in Denver, she took me to a creperie and it was a hot, hot place. I mean, people, you could, there are like 50 different types of crepes that you could buy, um, savory and and sweet Mm -hmm. crepes. It was fantastic. Like when I went back, I said, can we go to that place again? So that was my expectation that it would just be what a, I mean, you can do anything with a crepe. You can make it anything, right? It's like a crepe. So um it's a cal it's a french calzone well it's a you know it's a pancake it's a thin yeah. pancake but thin pancake um, wrapped around stuff yeah yeah so yeah well speaking of which while you were over there you know what did you think of remy's ratatouille adventure should i go you go okay first. oh boy uh, i liked it um i think it's it's cute i think it's a version of mickey's mickey and minnie's runaway railway that's watered down um, it is not, it's, it's got some cute little props. It's got the same sort of magnetic cars. And I talked to a, a cast member friend of mine who knows a lot about technology, didn't say anything. And I said, I said, what do you think? He said, I think it's, <laughs> he said, I, I don't think they use all the technology that they use in Mickey and Minnie. So yeah. it's cute. It's fine. You know, I, yeah. would I wait 180 minutes for it? No, but right. Probably the longest I'd wait for an attraction is Mickey and Minnie's right now. Um, but Mike, what did you think? Well, um, <laughs> there's an old, there's a, there's a Shakespeare in uh, comedy, Much Ado About Nothing. And I kind of think about rem- this uh, Ratatouille attraction. I think that one of the, one of the things I'm always thinking, I'm always assuming is that the next big attraction should have with it all the other technologies that all the other attractions have been able to use and it being plussed up so that you come up with a better idea of how to use each of the technologies or a combination of those technologies to make this a very unique experience. You know, it's like you said, Michelle, it's a, and I think that was a very good description. It's a watered down version of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I would say it's maybe maybe 10 to 15% as good as Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. It's just, uh, you know, a lot of video and the the vehicles, you know, going here and there. The theming was so-so. I just, uh, I don't know. I, um, I would predict that within a year that the waiting, the lines are, are not going to be... Uh, as long as they are now, they may be about half as long as they are because I think a lot of people are going to say, well, it's a nice ride, but. I would do it again. I'm, I love the yeah. idea of expanding Epcot with new attractions. I wish they do it in other places too. Is it magic or tragic? Uh, I know, right? See, for me, it was sort of it like, I like the ride. It, yeah. It's a great ride if you're waiting like 25 minutes to get on it. It's yeah. not a great yeah. ride if you're waiting an hour and a half. Right. Exactly. It's like cute. It's it's definitely yeah. cute. I love the magnetic cars and yeah. Um, I think the it oversized would, it's props a, it's, and stuff. It's a nice family. It's a fa- like everybody can yeah. get something out of it. Yeah. It wasn't tragic. It just wasn't. It didn't. Uh, Mickey and Minnie's blo- blows my socks off. So. Well, um, we're the snooty, you know, frequent visitors. So I think someone visiting Epcot for the first time is going to love it. Oh, yeah, it's definitely one of those you have to go do it. But um, one of the other, finally, the last thing for Epcot uh, is the big new, uh, 
I don't want to call it fireworks. It's not just fireworks. Light show is harmonious. Um, I got to see it a couple times when I was there. This is your first time seeing it in person. So, Michelle, was it like living up to the expectations you had seeing it online? Uh, was so negative. It was okay. Yeah. Um, I like some of the music. I like that they are singing in different languages. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I I do more in the, you know, the World Showcase Lagoon. It looks like, um, you know, looks like Wally's World in there <laughs> with all the different yeah. stuff that's in in there. It's fine. It, you know, I, I don't know. It was fine. I don't really have much to say about it. I do think that it's very hard. I think one of the things that I would wish that they would do to kind of plus it a little bit is to make the focus point not close to the water, but more up in the sky, because I think yeah. it prevents a lot of people from seeing it. And and I am not somebody who's going to wait a half an hour or 45 minutes in a spot. That's just not me. Everybody was doing it. Yeah, yeah I, there were a lot of people doing it. So that means that those people are the ones who can see what's happening. If you're like me and you're three deep, um, you can see it when the fireworks goes off. But it was yeah, difficult really to see. the lights and the water effects. Yeah. And it seemed to be focused. Well, Mike, I think you're going to talk about this. It seemed to be focused not 360, but just in certain places. That you, it was like the front of the the presentation. Yeah, Michelle makes a great point by saying, you know, there's more... There's more stuff going on in the water than above the water. And for the children who are not, you know, six feet tall <laughs> at the age of 12 or 13, they're not, they're not going to see much of the Stargate taco displays. Um, so that's, that's an issue. Uh, when we were in Epcot our last night, we were walking around and we noticed that uh, the crowd was gathered near the, what is called the, uh, it's called the World. I think it's called the World Showcase Plaza, which is between the two stores. It's between Future, Future what used to be called Futureland, and World Showcase, and in the American Adventure. Maybe a little bit in Japan, and maybe a little bit in Italy, and maybe a little bit in Canada. We watched it from sort of Canada, but more so close to like almost directly across from the American Adventure. But as we were walking around World Showcase, we noticed that places like Norway. Mexico, a certain point, Mexico, Norway, China, hmm, that little African area. And then you get to maybe Germany and it's like, hmm, something's, something's going on. Where is everybody? And also in Canada and the bridge, it's, it's very, very, it's so obvious that you miss so much because you aren't looking at the Stargate head on. Um, but again, I also say that if, if if there is someone who has never seen Illuminations uh, and is going to Epcot for the first time, this is something that they have never seen. There's a lot of lights. There's a lot of music. I do think that the music selections could have been better and arranged differently. Uh, but for a lot of people, it's going to be really, uh, really good. I, I have never recalled walking out of Epcot when Illuminations has started. Uh, uh, for the last 20, 25 years, we, I, we walked out and I didn't care. Hmm. So it's to me, it's tragical. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I said, I think it's it's a dumbed down version of a, 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 a light show for family. Like all, like I said, the parents with their little kids, they were all dancing around to the music. It was the greatest hits of the last last batch of movies, um, but it wasn't 
inspiring and moving. So I'm with you. Michelle, was it magical or tragical for you? It, it you seem indifferent. It wasn't even magic or tragic. It was just who kids. Well, we had we had a, a chance to see it maybe four more times. And the last night we were there, we were we just started in China and we just said, let's just walk and see where we end up. And we we didn't even stop our moving to right. focus on the show. We just our our thought was let's get out of here through International yeah. Gateway before the crowd start. So that's like the second time we saw it. It didn't even I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, we we talked about in the past how there is no story here, like Illuminations had a story. But one of the things I noticed was that they, prior to the show beginning, we do hear over the PA system that it's a celebration of Disney music. Mm-hmm. So they're they're admitting there is no story. They're just saying we're gonna you know we're gonna take some music, we're gonna play another version of these songs, and we're gonna try to piecemeal them with uh, with the fireworks. And I don't think, Michelle, do you remember, uh, was it the first third of the show hardly had any fireworks and then more fireworks? Yeah, the first the third of the show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. And then on the way out, how bad was the Skyway? I didn't notice it was as bad as it used to be uh, late at night, but a lot of people do no, love to no. use the Skyway now. Yeah, I think we, maybe we should talk about that more next time, but um, it wasn't down to Beach Club, which it was last summer um, right. when people left. It, it didn't seem like it was like you know, like New Year's Eve type of pact. Right. People are much more casual about it. But uh, it took us longer to get there too. We were hanging on the right side. So yeah. Uh-huh, we uh-huh. Yeah. I, I will say one last thing about um, Harmonious, which is I wish, and Chris, you might agree with this since you spend your time at Yacht Club, I wish that they would pipe the music mm-hmm. into the International Gateway and on that bridge that, yeah. between Boardwalk and Beach Club. Agreed. Because because there are a lot of people there and um, it would be nice. And even in maybe in the resort common areas, because, um, you know, I just remember having young kids and not being able to go to illuminations and, and being on that bridge and hearing some of the music, but I don't think everybody needs to be, you know, up close. Yeah. So it'd be nice if they piped it in. Yeah. Especially kids with who have sensory issues. Yeah. They don't want to be that close to the fireworks. You have them out there. It'd be a nice little addition. Yeah. You know, for those people. So even on the Skyway, you know. Yeah, fun. So, um, all right. So, uh, give me. Uh, what are your think thoughts about Epcot? Is it magic or tragic? In general, uh, we didn't even talk about the the food kiosks. Those are we'll tragic. Get to the food next. Show. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um. You know, I, I was happy to be there. I was just happy to be there. Um. Got to, I did a single rider on test track with a little five-year-old boy who'd never done it before with his grandma. That was adorable. Mm. Um, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, magic, tragic, indifferent. Spaceship Earth was awesome. I think that the, uh, the, the big issue with me were the walls that are still up. Yeah. Uh, we don't know if they are. I thought they were going to do something called the Moana experience behind Spaceship Earth. I think once the walls come down then i'll be able to pass judgment but right now it's another you know incomplete for me right now yeah i will say uh soren has much shorter lines than it used to have so that was just my observation so but all right so i think for the next episode we'll do the hollywood studios and animal kingdom magic or tragic uh so it's going to wrap up for this episode of mickey miles and more if you want to reach out to us send a message on twitter at mickey miles pod 
for Dr. Michelle Scribner McLean, Mike Scopa, I'm Chris Eliopoulos. We'll see you on the road and in the parks. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode of the Mickey Miles and More podcast. For all of us here at the Mickey Miles and More podcast, this is Rick Gray saying thanks for listening and all your support. And until next time, we'll see you on the road.